Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today inshallah ta'ala we're going to continue with the names of Allah ta'ala al-zahir and al-batin. So al-zahir, uh, these two come together uh, once in the Quran which we're going to talk about. Well, how, you, how do you translate them? So al-zahir means the one that is the most prominent, obvious, apparent or distinct. And this is why by the way uh, the prayer uh, at the midday, or roughly around midday, is called, or close to noontime, a little bit after after the sun passes the zenith, it's called Zuhr time. Uh, it's the brightest part of the day. So Allah Ta'ala is the most prominent, the most obvious, and Zuhr time, comes, Zuhra, same, same root letters, uh, uh, appears in this word. Why? Because it's the most bright and obvious time of the day. Another meaning of Al-Zahir means the dominant, the victor, the subduer, the overcomer, the one who is above the high in status. So, in other words, Allah Ta'ala is the one who dominates over others. And, of course, Al-Zahir also means the helper or the supporter. So, the one who is in a position to be strong and supportive and helpful and to dominate, etc. Now, in terms of the name of Allah, Al-Batin, it means the hidden, the intimate, uh, the close. And so this is implying what? That Allah Ta'ala is close to you in terms of his power, his knowledge, his ability, and so on and so forth. That Allah Ta'ala, his, his knowledge and his power is always close to you. He is very intimately aware of all of your circumstances and can help at all times. And furthermore, Al-Batin also means the penetrator or the infiltrator, the one that can get into anything that is in, that his, his power, his knowledge is in, anyth- in ev- anything and everything. And there's at no point that anybody can hide something away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no, nothing that Allah ta'ala cannot penetrate and, and, and be fully aware of and have control over. This is all implied by what? So we have both Al-Zahir and Al-Batin. These names only occur once in the Qur'an as names of Allah. Uh, when Allah Ta'ala says in uh, Surah 57, which is Surah Hadid, ayah number 3, He is the first and the last, He is the prominent and the intimate, and He is over all things knowing. Uh, so what's interesting about this ayah is that this is, as we mentioned, in Surah Hadid, ayah number 3. If you look at ayah number 2, so the, 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 the verse right before it, it's describing how Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is the owner and has the dominion of everything, uh, of everything in the heavens and the earth. So it's interesting because, so you have I number two describing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has dominion and power over everything in the heavens and the earth. And then I number three is saying that what? He is huwal awwalu, he is the first. As in, it has always been the case that he has power over everything. Wal akhiru, he is the last. In, in other words, he will always, he always has and he always will have power and control and dominance over everything. And al-zahir and al-baltin means that he's going to have referring to the previous verse, referring to the fact that he has dominance and, excuse me, he has dominion over everything, it's going to be in ways that are obvious and in ways that are subtle and hidden. So in every way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, the owner, is the possessor, is the king, in ways that are both obvious and subtle, zahir and batin, both. Um, and so how do we explain this? Well, basically, it is obvious uh, uh, that there is a necessary being that is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Uh, this creation must have come from somewhere, and that is an obvious fact. And that's what's interesting about how Allah Ta'ala says, Al-awwalu wal-akhiru, the first and the last. So, first comes first, and then last comes last, obviously, in that, in that, in, when it comes to those two. But then, Al-Zahir wal-Baltin, you find that the obvious is first, and the hidden is second. Why is that the case? Because the first and the obvious, they are matched together. They're both, they're both the firsts. Why is that the case? Well, because it is obvious that there must have been a creator to the universe. So from the beginning of creation, there must have been a creator. Now when it comes to al-akhir, the fact that Allah Ta'ala will be here forever and will remain, since this is something that is still unseen, this is yet to be seen, uh, you could say that it is batin, it is something that is hidden, 
because we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't seen eternity yet. So it is something that is to be seen. We have faith in it, of course, but it is just interesting that the order of al-awwalu wal-akhiru, wal-zahiru wal-baltin, how they come in this one ayah, and how you find that the first one matches with the first one, and the second one matches with the second one very beautifully. Why? Because it is obvious that there must have been a creator, uh, a first creator, a first cause, if you will, uh, a, a necessary being, a wajib al-wujud, if you will. Uh, but in terms of the fact that Allah is going to exist forever eternally, this is something that is hidden to us, and therefore al-akhir and al-baltin both come second. So I thought that was quite interesting as a little nice uh, matching um, uh, factor. Now, um, in terms of the first and the last, al-awwal wal-akhir, we talked about this uh, a long time ago when we covered these names of Allah, but this is clearly referring to time, that um, when it comes to the beginning of time, the end of time, uh, you know, even outside of time, Allah Ta'ala uh, always has been, always will be, what? Uh, 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 you know, in existence. And al-zahir wal-baltin refers to places, like for example, a leader could be at the front of the army, let's say, why? Because he wants to show that he is the head of the, the army. But the issue behind that is that, well, if he's at the front, that he, he might not know what's going on in the back, right? Al-Baltin means like sort of the person who is not so obvious, the person who's behind the scenes controlling everything, right? So sometimes you have a leader who wants to be prominent and seen and stand out in front, and I know what's going on, and I'm at the forefront, and, you know, I'm visible. And sometimes a leader wants to be behind the scenes controlling and, and watching and monitoring everything. And so it's interesting, from this perspective, you have al-awwalu wal-akhiru, kind of, you could say, time reference, Al-Zahir wal-Baltin, you could say place reference. Uh, uh, and um, what's interesting about that is that regardless of whether we're talking about from the beginning to the end, whether we're talking about in an obvious manner or in a hidden manner, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is in full control and has power over all things. Yes, another way of looking at this is Al-Zahir wal-Baltin. Allah ta'ala's existence is obvious because the entire creation points to a creator. However, it is Baltin, Allah Ta'ala is also Al-Baltin, the hidden, why? Because how did he create? Yes, of course, it's obvious that there's a creator, there is a designer to this design, there is a creator to this creation. Yes, that is obvious, it is Zahir. But then the question is, how did he create? How does he operate and maintain the universe? What is his essence? These are things that are all, all hidden from us, and then, therefore he is Al-Baltin, he is the hidden. So you can see how even though they seem like they uh, don't go together, you could say they almost look like opposites, and yet at the same time, they both apply to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfectly. Uh, how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make himself obvious? There are many different ways. Uh, through the fitrah, we are designed, we are created as human beings, to have a natural inclination to understand who our Lord is. Allah Ta'ala, excuse me, the Prophet says, مَا مِنْ مَوْلُودٍ إِلَّا عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ That there isn't a baby that is born, except it is born upon the natural inclination, the fitrah, the fitrah of understanding and knowing and uh, uh, comprehending that Allah Ta'ala is our creator. If you leave people in the jungle just to be raised by the wolves or whatever the case is, at some point, this child will get to a point where they reach maturity and where they understand that ultimately everything has a creator and a sustainer. This seems to be just human nature. So you could say that through this, Allah Ta'ala is al-zahir, the most obvious. Also, there are al-ayat al-kawniyya, when you look at the universe. Uh, we know that throughout the universe, there are different signs pointing us to uh, this designer. As Allah Ta'ala says, سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ الْحَقِّ That we will show them our signs in the horizons and within themselves until it becomes clear to them that it is the truth. So Allah Ta'ala has made Himself obvious in the world that we see around us, but also in al-ayat al-Qur'aniyya. So there are different types of ayat. There are the ayat of the world around us, the every single sign and, and proof and evidence, every ayah that we see in the creation. But then there are the signs and the proofs and the evidences that Allah has revealed. And these are the ayat of the Qur'an. And Allah says about these verses of the Qur'an, وَيَمْحُ اللَّهُ الْبَاطِلَ 
that and Allah eliminates falsehood and establishes the truth by His words. In other words, it is through the revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the truth very obvious and has exposed falsehood for what it is, which shows us what? That Allah Ta'ala is obvious when it comes to we were designed to recognize our Lord. We see the ayat all around us in terms of the creation of the world. And then when it comes to revelation, the revelation makes the truth very clear and falsehood very clear as well. Allah says, وَنَزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ تِبْيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةً وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ Allah says, uh, and we have sent down to you a book as a clarification for all things and as guidance and a mercy and good, good news and good tidings for the Muslims. So subhanAllah, this is how Allah Ta'ala is so obvious, al-zahir. Yet then the question is, how is Allah Ta'ala batin? How is He hidden? Uh, well, we could say that Allah's essence is incomprehensible, as we mentioned earlier. That, uh, and this is something that Allah Ta'ala mentions. لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدرك الأبصار وهو اللطيف الخبير. Vision perceives him not, but he perceives all vision, and he is the subtle and the acquainted. In other words, Allah Ta'ala sees everything, but we can't see him. So there you go. Therefore, there you go. He, therefore, he is al-Baltan. He is hidden. Furthermore, when describing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we find that the Prophet said what. Hijabuhu an-nur, that his veil is light. Light is his veil. So that means Allah Ta'ala is veiled from us, and that even when the Prophet went on uh, Isra wa Mi'raj and uh, came into the Divine Presence, even then he couldn't say that he saw Allah Ta'ala because Allah Ta'ala was enshrouded, or you could say veiled in light, however you want to put it. Um, and furthermore, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is al Baltin because he is the closest to us. That's what al-Baltin implies. It means closeness. And this is, for instance, Allah Ta'ala tells us, وَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَحُولُ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَأَنَّهُ إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ That and know that Allah intervenes between a man and his heart. So Allah Ta'ala is so close to you, so intimate with you, that He can even get between you and your own heart, your own feelings, intentions, and so on and so forth. Uh, and that to, uh, to Him, you will be gathered. Ultimately, we will all uh, go back to Him. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَلَقَدَ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانِ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُهُ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ And we have already created man and know what his soul whispers to him. Allah Ta'ala is saying, I know every little intimate detail about you. I am so close to you. This is why I am al-Baltin. I am so close to you. I know whatever whispers into your heart. And we are closer to him than his jugular vein. This is uh, mentioned in the Quran, Surah Al-Qaf. And furthermore, the Prophet says, uh, excuse me, Anas ibn Malik, uh, he says what? Can a Nabi the Prophet used to frequently make this dua over and over and over again. O turner of the hearts, make my heart firm upon your deen, upon your path. Understanding that Allah Ta'ala is so close to you that He is the one who is intimate, intimately understands and knows and can affect your heart. So that's why He is al Baltin. And another perspective that I think is so beautiful, as we said, that al Baltin also implies the one who can penetrate and can infiltrate anything. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not, uh, he cannot be barred or uh, you know, blocked from anything. And what's interesting about this is that it implies that Allah ta'ala knows the inner dimensions of all things. So you might look at something and say, oh, well, this is what it's made of and you know, this is how it's designed or whatever the case is. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all the different intimate uh, uh, inner dimensions of that thing. And Allah says, وَإِن مِّن شَيْءٍ إِلَّا عِنْدَنَا خَزَائِنُهُ وَمَا نُنَزِّلُهُ إِلَّا بِقَدْرٍ مَعْلُومٍ And there is not a thing uh, but that with us are its depositories, subhanAllah. And we do not uh, send it down except according to a known measure. I think this is such an interesting and, and incredible ayah that Allah Ta'ala is saying, anything you can think of, I understand and I have full access to all of its depositories, khaza'in, 
all of its khaza'in. What does that imply? That subhanAllah, any inner dimension, any concept that revolves around it or, uh, or any, uh, any hypothetical situation that it could be used in, uh, whatever potential that it may have, I am fully aware of all of it. Subhanallah. So then the question, of course, is how do we apply these names of Allah, of Al-Zahir and Al-Batin? Well, Allah Ta'ala says, وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَهُ So you find these words, it's not the names of Allah, but it's the words of Zahir and Batin, used how? Allah says, and leave what is apparent of sin and what is concealed thereof. So you should leave off what is obvious of sin. Allah is the obvious, so whatever is obvious of sin, leave it off. And whatever is hidden of sin, try to leave it off as well. Uh, so the Zahir and Batin, these two words are being used, not as names of Allah, but just as in reference to sins being either open or secret. And we should also remember another, th- I think this is a very important one, um, when it comes to the way we convey Islam to others. You know, a human being is made with both a head and a heart, right? We have our intellectual side and we have our spiritual side, right? We have our, uh, you could say, rational mind and we also have our emotions, right? The head and the heart, both. So Allah Ta'ala is al-zahir and al-batin. When it comes to the obvious, when it comes to logical points, when it comes to rationality, things that can be described and discussed and debated and so forth, we should use that, but it shouldn't be relegated to that. We shouldn't only convey Islam through sort of, you know, cold hard facts. So in other words, faith shouldn't be relegated to cold and calculated debate points while being void of spirituality. At the same time, on the flip side, it shouldn't be all about the Baltin either. It shouldn't be what? Uh, uh, we should not convey our, de- our deen and give da'wah to Islam by relegating it to our feelings that cannot be expressed with anything more than it's very real to me and this is just how I feel and, you know, my spirituality and so forth. Yes, that is good to an extent to demonstrate and to explain to people that obviously your Islam means a lot to you. That being said though, it shouldn't be relegated to that. So subhanAllah to me, one of the beautiful things about these names of Allah, al-Zahir wal-Batin, is that perhaps, and Allah knows best, that Allah Ta'ala is combining these names together to teach us to balance ourselves by constantly working on the obvious as well as the hidden aspects of our deen. In other words, we should be able to logically, rationally explain, debate in front of the whole world why we believe what we believe. At the same time, we should have an inner dimension of faith and spirituality that is completely ineffable, that is completely indescribable, uh, uh, that is very much hidden and secret and close and intimate. And so why? Because Allah Ta'ala is both al-zahir and al-batin. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, I find that to be a, a very important point. Yes, and furthermore, when we believe that Allah Ta'ala is al-zahir wal-batin, we should also remember that nothing should dominate your heart like Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. We should know that the thing that is the most prominent in my heart is Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. And furthermore, when we know that Allah is al-batin, the one who is the most close, we should feel that nothing is closer to us in our hearts than Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. How do we apply this name of Allah, al-zahir? Furthermore, we could say what? Know that Islam will be victorious. وَلَا تَهِنُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ so do not weaken and do not grieve, and you will be superior if you are true believers. So, so subhanAllah is a very beautiful ayah telling us what? If you're true believers, you're going to win in the end. So Allah is al-zahir, the most dominant, the most apparent, the most obvious. So you should know for a fact, if you believe in Allah as al-zahir, you should know that Islam will be victorious. And you should therefore support it. As the Prophet ﷺ said, beautiful hadith. يَحْمِلُ هَذَا الْعِلْمِ مِنْ كُلِّ خَلَفٍ عُدُولُهُ يَنْفُونَ عَنْهُ تَحْرِيفَ الْجَاهِلِينَ وَانْتِحَالَ الْمُبْطِلِينَ وَتَأْوِيلَ الْغَالِينَ This knowledge, this knowledge of Islam, will be carried by the upright of every generation who will reject the distortions of the ignorant and will reject the impersonations of the liars and will reject the interpretations of the extremists. This is a very, very beautiful hadith uh, considered uh, uh, sahih because of its many, many uh, chains. 
uh, it's uh, you know uh, because of its shawahid, because of how many how many corroborating chains it has. But anyway, it's, so it's mentioned by Imam Ahmed uh, in uh, Tarikh Dimashq as well. And so anyway, point being is that there's a very beautiful hadith saying what that this deen is going to be passed on through the righteous people who reject all of the distortions and all of the different uh, false interpretations and all the lies and all the ignorance that try to come at it from different angles. And so we want to be the type of people who say. Of course, Allah Ta'ala is al-zahir, the most obvious. And of course, this deen will be conveyed. I want to be part of that silsila. I want to be part of that uh, uh, you know, honor of conveying this deen and being of those who do not allow this deen to be corrupted. And in terms of applying this name of Allah, al-Batin, when we are in distress, remember the words of the Prophet when he was talking to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and he said, what? لا تحزن إن الله معنا Do not grieve. Indeed, Allah is with us, as Allah mentions in Surah At-Tawbah, ayah number 40, saying what? that indeed Allah is with us, so don't grieve, don't be afraid, because Allah is batin, He is close to us, He is indeed very intimate, and so forth. And furthermore, uh, if you know that Allah Ta'ala is close to you, you'll never want to show off your deeds. As Allah Ta'ala says, That indeed those who fear their Lord unseen will have uh, uh, forgiveness and a great reward. And so this word uh, could refer to Allah who is unseen or it could refer to the believer who is worshipping Allah in the unseen. In other words, he's worshipping by himself. Two ways of interpreting this ayah, but still, the point is what? That if you know that Allah Ta'ala is intimate with you and uh, close, you should not feel the need to show off to anybody else. The Prophet also says what? إِنَّ اللَّهِ يُحِبُّ الْعَبْدَ الْتَقِيِ الْغَنِي الْخَفِي Beautiful hadith in Sahih Muslim. Allah loves the slave, his slave who is God-conscious, he has taqwa, he is taqi, he is a ghani, he is free from want, he is not going around begging and asking of others and feeling like, oh, I don't have enough and so forth. No, he is content with what he has. And finally, he is khafi. Khafi means what? Hidden. In other words, he doesn't have this desire to constantly show off and everybody look at me, I need more attention. Why? Because he knows Allah Ta'ala is close to him. Allah Ta'ala is al-batin. So he has that intimate relationship with his Lord. He doesn't feel the need to constantly uh, you know, show himself off. Furthermore, the Prophet said what? Man minkum an yakuna lahu khab'un min amalin salihin falyaf'al. Whoever among you can afford to have a good deed, uh, to have good deeds sto- stored in secret, let him do so. In other words, if you can afford to do things privately by yourself, then go for it. Uh, you should absolutely try to keep your deeds secret. And so, with that, of course, uh, well, there's one final point that I might as well throw in there just to, for good measure. Not every deed should be secret. There are some things that you want to do openly to, in order to encourage others. The Prophet said, What? Al Jahiru bil Qur'ani kal Jahiri bil Sadaqa. The one who recites the Qur'an in a loud voice is like the one who gives uh, charity and uh, gives alms openly. And the one who recites Qur'an quietly is like the one who gives, uh, who gives alms secretly. So in the same way that charity, sometimes you want to give it openly to encourage others, and sometimes you want to give it secretly in order uh, to focus on your intent and your sincerity. In the same way, Qur'an, you want to sometimes recite it openly to encourage others to get close to the Qur'an, and sometimes you want to recite it intimately and privately so you could work on your own spirituality. So subhanAllah, this hadith has a very beautiful balance referring to charity, Qur'an, and ultimately recognizing that Allah is al-zahir and al-batin. Jazakallah khair. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.